Who's the Chiefs' quarterback for Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings? We don't know this. Not on Wednesday, October 30th. So let's deal in what we do know on Sportsbeat KC, sponsored by Big O Tires. I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff. What we know, this is a good Vikings team coming to Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday. And we're going to talk about them with Steven Strom. He has a podcast on the TalkNorth.com network, and he covers the Vikings. Later, we'll get into the Chiefs quarterback situation and hear from Matt Moore, who met the media before Chiefs practice on Wednesday. It's customary for the quarterback to speak at the podium on Wednesday, and the Chiefs make off-limits to the media players who are injured. That left Moore as the only candidate because Patrick Mahomes still is nursing the knee injury. We'll hear thoughts on Moore's first NFL start since 2017, the loss to the Packers on Sunday Night Football, and about how quickly he became reacquainted with the game after not playing last season. But first, let's talk Vikings with Steven Strom. And if the voice quality sounds a little different, we recorded it on a different recording device. I'm joined by Steven Strom, who covers uh, the Vikings and the Minnesota sports scene for TalkNorth.com and also does some board work for SiriusXM. Steven, how are you doing today? Hey, Blair, it's a pleasure to be on today. I'm excited. We've got a very interesting matchup on Sunday, two potential uh, deep playoff teams, so I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that these are – I think they're both playoff-bound teams. The Vikings have really impressed me. You know, whereas the Chiefs got off to the 4-0 start, you know, after a month, I, I, weren't, I wasn't sure where the Vikings were headed. 2-2 uh, and and Kirk Cousins, you just kind of you, – you weren't – you weren't 100% sure what was going on with him or whether he was, you know, what kind of season he was going to have. But over the last month, quite a role reversal with the Chiefs struggling a bit and the Vikings, I think, playing as well as any team in the NFL. Tell me what, uh, what's going on with the Vikings. Why has, why has things, why have things turned around so, so, uh, pronouncedly for them? Yeah, you mentioned that you didn't know where the Vikings were going. I don't think the Vikings knew where they were going after four games. You know, it was interesting. The first game, we'll just start to really break it down really quickly here. You know, the Atlanta game, um, you know, Cousins throws for 98 yards. Vikings win, though, so you don't hear a lot of hoopla about Cousins. And the next game, they go to Green Bay, and they struggle in the first quarter. Green Bay goes up 21 nothing, and the Vikings kind of storm their way back. Cousins throws a late interception in the red zone, and that kind of loses them the game. Week after that, they play Oakland. Cousins doesn't do anything really much either. So it's funny. The first four games, when when the Vikings win, obviously you don't hear a lot of stuff about Cousins. But then I think the breaking point and a lot of tipping point, I think, in the locker room, um, Cousins in general, and, and the entire organization was that Bears game when they lost 16-6. They couldn't move the ball. Cousins looked petrified. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, including the wide receivers who ended up, quote-unquote, calling him out, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, trade rumors after that. I think that honestly woke him up. And then the following week, they, they started this streak of four in a row as they, they beat the Giants. I think it was a great game to have just to, you know, not a very good defense. You want to get Cousins' confidence up. And I think that's what kind of started it. But the real test started against Philly. And I got to credit Zach Brown, who openly called out Cousins, calling him the weak spot. And then he ended up having that four-touchdown game. And then it's really been... Um, he's just been on fire as of late. 
I think the biggest thing, though, that they've been able to do is, is implement the zone blocking scheme that Gary Kubiak and Kevin Stavansky has been working on all offseason. And it's the ability to run the ball on first down, setting up the second down play action. As we know, the Vikings play action more than any other team right now in the NFL with Kirk Cousins. So I think playing to Cousins' strengths, which is play action, which is rolling out, I, I think that's been the biggest really difference of of the as of the last four games so being able to run the ball is obviously essential to this team's success and Dalvin Cook you know without McCaffrey I think Dalvin Cook has been the best running back in the game behind Christian McCaffrey so yeah I I think defensively they've been okay um you know at home they're a much it's day and night from their defense being at home from you know on the road but uh, I think offensively with Cousins it starts with the run game and they're doing things that make him uh, very comfortable Right. Well, Cousins, 315 yards uh, per game over the last four with, with 10 touchdowns and one interception. And that one pick, I think, went off a big hand. It wasn't uh, yep. you know, it wasn't a bad throw. Yep. And, um, and and look, and you mentioned Dalvin Cook. He is he really is having a fantastic season. Um, he um, leads the NFL with uh, 823 rushing yards, nine touchdowns. And and the rookie Madison is um, Madison. also. Oh. Yeah. What, what, a, what a nice what a nice draft pick that ends up being. Oh, it ends up being a tremendous draft pick. And I actually had his assistant coach on at Boise State, Lee Marks, and he was just talking to me about how this kid can be a sleeper. And, and you know, you, you kind of roll your eyes. And it's like, okay, well, every coach of his is going to tell me that. But, boy, was he dead on. I mean, this is a guy that has more rushing yards than David Johnson and Joe Mixon, which is an unbelievable thing. This, this guy's getting half the carries they're getting and has put up 300-plus yards already. He has been a absolute horse for the Vikings. He does everything pretty well. He catches out of the backfield. He runs downhill. He had a couple runs against Washington where, first of all, uh, there's been penalties that negated a big run, but I don't know if you watched a lot of the Washington Viking game. He had a couple runs where they can't bring the guy down after four or five tackles. I mean, he, 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 he kind of looks like Calvin Cook when he runs as well, so... Um, he's been an awesome pickup, uh, draft pick, I'm sorry, for this team, and he's really kind of fit into this offense very well. I like the uh, I like a stat that I saw on him. He leads the team in broken tackles this year with, with four teams. There you go. So, what about, um, uh, you know, Stephon Diggs, of course, uh, quite a talent. I was hearing about hearing him with trade rumors earlier this year, but, man, has he come on big in these last uh, last few games over 100, you know, he's averaging 150 yards receiving with 21 receptions over the last three, you know, and and uh, just, you know, playing up to, you know, his capability in these last few games. Yeah, so first I just want to address this really quickly that I, I'm, I'm close with a couple of journalists close to the Vikings, and they told me that Diggs' issue was not with Kirk Cousins. It was more with the coaching staff and the way that they were calling the game. So I think the first thing when you thought, Stephon Diggs wants out because, oh, Cousins isn't getting them the ball. But from what I was hearing and what they were telling me is that Stephon Diggs never had any uh, personal issues with Kirk Cousins. It was more about the coaching staff getting him the ball. Um, And obviously they have made that a priority the last few games here. Look, Stephon Diggs to me is probably a top 15, top 10 wide receiver in this league. Uh, You know, it was very frustrating for him in the beginning of the year because he wasn't getting the looks, but, um, it's a different offense, Blair. I mean, last year it was ran by John Filippo. It was more of a spread offense, and you can't run a spread if you don't have a very good offensive line or your quarterback is immobile. So you knew that there was going to be a drop-off this year as they kind of transitioned to this run-first, heavy play-action kind of, you know, fullback, 12 personnel, two tight end look. You weren't going to get 
a lot of looks on the outside for Adam Thielen and Diggs as they were last year. I mean, their stats were pretty insane. I mean, you look at Thielen had a career year. So I, I think the importance of Stephon Diggs to get him going is vital to this team. And obviously we've shown last week where, you know, he, he's able to make enough plays for the Vikings to win games. And, um, you know, he, he's been a tremendous, tremendous, another, you know, late round pick for the Vikings that turned into a gem. Hey, so do you think we're going to see Thielen this week? Yeah, I, I think Thielen was – I think he could have went last week against against Washington, and I think they made the right decision. I, as soon as he came out of that Detroit game where he pulled his hamstring, I was – I mean, I was saying, do not play this guy Thursday. He can get away with it against a team like Washington, who obviously has won one game, and they've been a disaster this year. But I, I was begging that they keep him out. They did. They say that he's ready to go on Sunday. It's obviously a huge, huge get for the Vikings as they're going to need everything they need offensively to try to score with the Chiefs. Right. You know, one thing, we saw the Packers last week here in Kansas City, and, of course, Green Bay came out uh, with, a, with a victory on, on Sunday night football. Uh, knowing that uh, we were going to see the Vikings uh, this week, I just, as I was kind of doing some homework on the Vikings, you know, when these, um, these AFC-NFC games, you only see the opponent once every four years, so... Um, so as I was looking, just reading up, uh, trying to get more familiar with the Vikings, I was just struck by how you know how good they were on both sides of the ball. You know, unlike the Packers or the Chiefs, really for that matter, the Vikings are you know you can make a case that um, there, there's not a team with better balance on, on both sides of the ball than than Minnesota. They're third in the NFL, and I don't know if I, I'm not I'm not sure I'm getting this exactly right, but third in the NFL and in yards gained and fifth in the NFL in yards allowed, or maybe it's maybe it's switched. But uh, you know, this to me, because the defense is as good as it is, and that certain certainly reflects the, you know Zimmer the, his philosophy that you know, this really is a uh, a championship level type team. So let, let's talk about the defense for a second, and uh, uh, it starts up front. And, and Hunter is uh, following up a, a terrific season with just, an, just kind of quietly having another great season. Yeah, just to give you the stats really quickly, it's the Vikings are giving up 16.5 points per game at third in the league, um, giving up 313 yards passing. That's fifth in the league. Passing yard, I'm sorry, total yards 313, passing yards 224, which is which is eighth, and then rushing yards. I think it's at 89, which is seventh in the league. All I know is that all four phases are in the top ten. And yes, they you know last year was so frustrating for the Vikings because it seemed like in the beginning of the year, the offense was gelling, but the defense couldn't get a grip. And then towards the end of the year, you saw the flip. And what is football? It's balanced, as you said. And when you can get all three phases going at the same time, you're very hard to beat. And I think that's what we've seen in the last four games with the Vikings is their defense has really played well and the offense also. And that's what it's about here. You've got to have a good balance and, you know, Zimmer, you got to give Zimmer this. Ever since he got hired with the Vikings, their defensive numbers has obviously been in top in the league. It's been a consistent trend with him, and he's drafted really well. And just to kind of touch up on what you said about the front four, and I think that's going to be the biggest, um, you know, X factor in this game is can the front four get to, whether it be Matt Moore or Patrick Mahomes, because we know that Kansas City's banged up, I mean, defensively and offensively on their line. Um, but can the can the Vikings front four get to more Mahomes because the corners have been probably the weakest part of this team. I mean, Xavier Rhodes, who was once known as a lockdown corner, you know, he, he had the trademark, Rhodes are closed, the guy was locking nice. up. 
you know, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, now the roads are open. I mean, he has been absolutely brutal as of late. Um, you know, Zimmer's had to take him out on numerous times, and they're very thin in that position, Blair. I mean, they've got a young corner in Mike Hughes, who was just actually involved with an incident with J. Ron Curse a couple days ago, and they've got Trey Waynes, who's been their most consistent corner, but I think the speed of the outside of Tariq Hill, uh, McCole Hartman, and Sammy Watkins, I think they're going to give a lot of trouble to this secondary if the front four can't get to Mahomes or more. Well, and I think that's, that is really a critical component for the Chiefs this week. They, they've got to get the ball to their stars and, and, and have to use their speed against this Vikings defense because uh, you're right, the, the corners are the vulnerability, and that's, that's the only one that I see on the defensive side with uh, Kendricks having the season he's having. Hunter, of yep. course, Anthony Barr. Just, you know, it's just been a terrific season so far for the Vikings. All right, Steve, let's let's wrap it up by give me a give me a thought on the game. How do you think it unfolds? Who wins this thing? Well, um, it's going to sound as generic as you probably can uh, predict, but I mean, if Mahomes plays, it's going to be a five six point spread. I mean, that's just the bottom line. A swing. I mean, Matt Moore plays. I don't know. They haven't obviously released the spread yet. I'm into that kind of stuff. I would assume if Matt Moore plays that this is going to be – it could be a pick em. It could be, you know, the Chiefs maybe minus a point. But if, if Mahomes plays, I think this is going to be at least a four-point spread. I think he's that much, you know, valuable to Vegas. Um, but if I had to – I would probably lean towards if, – if the Chiefs play more, I would lean towards the Vikings being able to get after him. And I think – offensively, they just poised, uh, the Vikings-wise, uh, a lot of issues. And as we kind of alluded to, Frank Clark out, Chris Jones, Xavier Williams have got a lot of injuries for Kansas City. And I, I think that the Vikings are going to be able to put up some points here regardless of if Mahomes plays or not. But I think if Mahomes plays, I'll give the edge to the Chiefs. I think they win this game 31-27, 31-28. But I think if Matt Moore plays, I would lean towards 28-24 Vikings win. I like that. Uh, and look, Mahomes, if, if Mahomes plays, which I, I don't think he will, but if he does. You don't th- yeah, I was going to ask you, you don't think he will? No, I don't, I don't think he will. I think he's going to sit this week, and I think they're going to target the following week to see play at Tennessee uh, in the next game. And I, I think they're going to give it a second week and, um, and, and see what happens. So, look, even with Mahomes on the field, they lost back-to-back home games to the Colts and the Texans, which was a uh, really a real jolt. To the, to the Chiefs fans, but but he's been you know, he, 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 the, he's, he's had a gimpy ankle all season as well, and that's uh, affected his mobility. Uh, but but he is um, you know he is obviously obviously a special guy and uh, he, a total difference maker. I think the Chiefs just want to see him back as close to 100 percent as he possibly can be after you know after the knee problem and the, the dislocated kneecap and the and the ankle. So we'll we'll see we'll see we'll have more information later in the week on that, but. Stephen, hey, it's great talking to you. Before I let you go, I know you cover the entire uh, Twin City scene. Give me a quick, uh, quick thought on Andrew Wiggins and the, and the T Wolves. Is this the year they <laughs> they get into the playoffs? Oh Lord, um, yeah, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, uh, talk about an up and down roller coaster yep. relationship. I mean, this guy out of Kansas comes in the league. You know, his first couple of years, he's great. They sign him to that lucrative deal, and um, you know, and, and so far so good with Andrew. You know, he he's really had some strong endings to the games in Brooklyn. The first game, he was great, and then last game, uh, I mean, he was tremendous against Miami. But Andrew Wiggins, you know. 
this there's no secret. You know, Townsend Wiggins are the franchise, and they go where those two are going to go. And Towns has elevated his game. I think this is the year we see him get all NBA. Andrew Wiggins needs to adapt to the times. I mean, let's be honest here. The NBA is a 3 and D. We're going to shoot threes. We're going to shoot layups. And the mid-range game has, I mean, it's, it's become extinct. And for Andrew, I guess he's trying to keep that thing alive because he <laughs> continues to shoot his mid-range jump shots. And, um, you know, Saunders is going to bench him. I mean, that's what happened in the Miami game. He took a couple boneheaded mid-range shots, and Saunders sat him, and, you know, he came back in and did what he had to do. But, um, yeah, you know, Andrew Wiggins is uh, is definitely – it's a roller coaster relationship with him. He, the only uh, – the thing I give him credit about is he's very mentally tough. You know, he's been booed. Yeah. And it's very hard for Minnesotans to boo players because they're very nice up there. But uh, <laughs> Andrew's capable of that. And he's been um, – he, you know, he's, he's handled it well. And uh, I think the way he started, though, this season is definitely encouraging for the uh, for the Timberwolves. Terrific. Okay. Steven Strom from TalkNorth.com. Really enjoyed the conversation, and let's do it again soon. Oh, for sure, Blair. Thanks for having me on, and hey, I'll talk to you on Friday. Yes, you will. When it comes to saving you money on tires, nobody does it better than Big O Tires. Like saving you up to $120 on select sets of Goodyear, Yokohama, Pirelli, and Continental tires now through November 3rd. That's $70 off instantly, plus up to $50 back by mail-in rebate when you purchase using your Big O Tires card. Hurry into Big O Tires and see how much you can save. Big O Tires, the team you trust. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Matt Moore met the media today at the Chiefs training facility. That's a duty reserved for the starting quarterback, But don't read too much into that. It's also Chiefs policy that players who are on the injured list don't talk to the media. And technically, when Moore spoke Wednesday, Patrick Mahomes remained on the injured list from last week. So here's what Moore had to say about his performance in the loss to the Green Bay Packers, what he's picked up from Mahomes, and how he's preparing this week without exactly knowing the quarterback situation for Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, sorry. There's more people in this room this week. <laughs> All right, guys, far away. You had a chance to sort of evaluate yourself on the film between the last time we talked with you. Anything that really stands out at? I mean, just a couple things. Uh, you know, some footwork stuff that I think I can clean up a little bit. Uh, some throws, timing stuff. Uh, all stuff that I kind of initially thought after the game. Um, so kind of looked at it and work on it moving forward. How do you feel Monday morning? Be a little sore. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, um, but all good. Um, but yeah, I mean, having not been hit for a long time, uh, 
you'll feel it a little bit. Matt, you had over a decade in the league. Just where did this team with the skill position players rank as far as just teams you've ever played with and, and, and weapons that you've had? Yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to say it's not up high on top of the list, you know. Um, I mean, I've played with a lot of good guys over the years and, and um, been fortunate to have great teammates. But, yeah, the guys on this team, it's hard not, you know, you can't overlook these guys for sure. Same, same. Just uh, you go out, you prepare, get ready to play a game. Um, you uh, you value the reps you get and use those to your advantage and just move forward with with that mindset. I mean, I've, again, I've been – this is nothing new. I've been in this situation before, so I'm used to it. And just go practice and, and get better and prepare yourself for the first Sunday. One thing you noted after the game was just wanting to start out a little quicker. Yeah. What, what goes into maybe a little bit of that in preparation? Yeah, I just – I don't know. I think part of it for me, I think maybe it's just mindset, uh, you know, not uh, – maybe not overthinking things early on or just playing what you see, playing what they're giving you, taking what they're giving you, things like that. Um, I don't know if there's a, a true answer to that question, but just uh, however you get comfortable quickly, I got to do that. Coach Reed said a lot of the players in the locker room have a lot of confidence, which has been a big difference maker. How does that help with that comfortability? That you're yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's a huge deal. It means a lot. Uh, you can feel it. I can feel it. I think they can feel it. Um, I mean, it just makes things go smoother. And, and uh, you know, they know, I think, what the capabilities are. Everybody knows what the capabilities are and, and what we can do if we're all functioning on the same page. And, and so I just think there's a, it's, it, it makes everything work a little better with, with everybody being confident. When you look at the Minnesota defense, mm -hmm. what, six pro bowlers or something yeah. in there, what do you see in another test again against a good Yeah, great test. Um, great players, obviously. And they've been playing together for a long time. Uh, they've they've been in that scheme. They've been with each other. You know all their communication. Extremely cohesive group, obviously on defense. So that's going to be challenging. And um, they're very sound in what they do. And that makes us just we just got to uh, kind of be on top of our game and, and execute uh, what we got going on. But but uh, yeah, very good defense for sure. The, uh, you mentioned after the game that the idea. You and Andy starting to get more of a connection, sort of understanding mm -hmm. in the rhythm, I guess, is probably the best way to say it in the second quarter. Mm -hmm. When you look at last week's game plan to this, this week's game plan, how mm -hmm. much of that do you feel like that will be a factor in yeah. doing that sort of first half? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's still early to answer that question, but I mean, I think that's it, that'll stand true any week. Uh, as the weeks go on, I think that's going to get better. You know, I think, um, he, you know, who knows what the situation is, but as we go on, you know, down the road, he's going to know five weeks from now a lot more about what I like or what suits me and call it accordingly. So I think time is just going to be a huge thing as opposed to uh, scheme, although, you know, our, our staff always does a great job of scheming stuff up. So I just think time is going to be the biggest thing with that. Anything stand out about working with Andy during the game for the first time? Um, no, it was pretty normal. I mean, if I wasn't playing, I'd still be sitting right there. And, and uh, if I had to compare the conversations, it was very similar to, to some you would have uh, with Patrick. So Anything there's only so much time over there. You know what I mean? It's not like we're getting into crazy stuff. You also have Patrick Mahomes kind of coaching as well. Anything yeah. memorable uh, that he told you to No, just a couple things. I mean, I think Sunday night I said something, you know, it was uh, he would tell me about uh, technique or like, a, hey, this corner's playing this way or whatever, or hey, if we come back to this, you know, and, and the safety's here, maybe look at this, whatever, things like that. Um, and, again, this guy's 
pretty good at running this offense. So I was kind of all ears listening to him, and, and I, his vision is incredible. So um, I told him, I said, you know, you be you. Just keep, keep the information coming if you see fit. We talk a lot about the speed that this team has at the very skilled positions. You know, now that you've seen it in game action, is there a difference between the game speed and practice speed? And yeah, 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 always, always, and especially here. Um, these guys are these guys. Obviously, it's, it's built around speed, and and that shows. Um, you know, I think if if I had one that I wanted back, would have been like the post to Tyreek uh, when we were backed up, kind of shorted it, and and uh, but there's a there's a big play potential there. You know, all based on speed. So uh, I noted that one and got to get it out earlier next time. But uh, yeah, for sure, everything everything steps up. Everything's quicker in a game. Okay, thanks, Matt. Thanks, thanks Matt. guys. Links to the stories we discuss can be found in the show notes on KansasCity.com and in the Kansas City Star. Additional Chiefs coverage is available through the Red Zone Extra app. Leah Becerra, who likes radishes, produced today's episode. Thanks, Leah. And we have a long-distance shout-out today. Listen, we appreciate every one of our listeners, and it's a population that grows each week. We often hear from or hear about Sportsbeat KC listeners outside the metro area. Take Copenhagen in Denmark. That's where Jonathan Schick lives. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Jonathan. Thanks for listening. Sportsbeat KC will be back on Thursday talking Chiefs from Big O Tires at the Legends. I hope you'll tune in or download however you access us. Talk to you then.